Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast, where we discuss all things GRC. Collaboration is very much, uh, I call it a weakest link challenge, because everyone has to be on board for, for to work effectively. Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast. My name is Kwame Slesher. I'm the editor of the GRC Professional Online, the GRC Professional Magazine. And once again, we have the collaboration guy, Phil Preston. Hi, Phil. How are you? Hi, Kwame. I'm great. Thank you. Uh, so the last time we spoke would have been last year, I think probably around this time. Um, and we were looking at, obviously, that theme of collaboration. Um, it was during the Royal Commission, so trust was a big theme. And trust is still a big theme. And I guess that's why I'm reaching out to you, really. You had a video on LinkedIn sort of looking at that relationship between psychologically safe environments, trust and, you know, increased collaboration. So I guess we should really start with the obvious, you know, a bit of definition in terms because it can get to be a bit of a buzzword, I think. Um, what What is trust? How do you define trust in business context? Yeah, good, good question. I, I'd say trust, first of all, it's about strength of relationships. And um, it, it is hard to define in a very microscopic way, but one key observation around trust is you, you cannot buy it or contract it. It has to be built and earned. So if you think about the types of uh, things that do build trust or what does trust look like, um, you, you might have your own list, uh, but some of the things that pop up for me um, and, and that I've found through research is, is openness, honesty, um, transparency, kind of sort of fits in with that op- openness piece. Um, it's being fair and equitable it's having respect for, for a person and respect for confidences. It's being uh, responsive to someone when they've got challenges um, and a whole range of things. So uh, it's, as you can see, it's a very complex beast. And so you can transport those issues from a personal context to a team context and even an organisational context. It's still all about trust. Right. And when we talk about collaboration, or rather when you talk about collaboration, what, what are you referring to really? Well, collaboration is really when, but now, well, let, let me differentiate collaboration from teamwork because yeah. you, you might be saying, what's the difference between the two? So yeah. um, sometimes they're kind of sort of the same, but let me talk about teamwork first. Typically, when we're in, say, work teams, where a bunch of uh, people sort of focused around doing the same task, um, could be a risk and compliance team, a marketing team, a sales team, and so on. Um, and quite often within those teams, you have a hierarchy. So there is someone there heading up the team who will ultimately call the shots um, if and when those decisions are required. Now, within that team, yes, you might have people collaborating on certain things and and that would be when they're coming together more as equals to work on a, on a joint objective. But collaboration generally is really about that. It's when you're working um, with other people as equals. So if you can think about the, the project that's um, happening across your company and a whole lot of different areas have to come together, um, whilst you might have some specific executives or sponsors sort of overseeing the whole thing, you are required to work very much um, as equals and, and no one has that sort of overarching, I guess, call or, uh, uh, you know, ability to make very authoritative decisions. Now, what that leads to is a really big shift in mindset. It might, might sound trivial first blush, but it's quite significant in, in that you have to make a shift from, I guess, the command and control mindset to Mm -hmm. one that's more around um, I'd say empathy and influence Um, because instead of telling someone to do something or directing them you've really got to get their buy-in and bring them along and likewise they they would have to be doing the same with you so collaboration is very much uh, I call it a weakest link challenge because everyone has to be on board for for it to work effectively 
Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Good. Um, and I guess you know you started to sort of explain this a bit when you were defining trust and collaboration in a sense. Um, but I mean, there is a kind of danger of things becoming a bit of a buzzword. You know, people say the word over and over again, but it sort of loses a sense of meaning. So I guess for an organization, for a team, um, or for, you know, different groups of people who want to collaborate, how can they yeah. avoid this happening? How can they keep it meaningful? Yeah, so first of all, you're right, it is a buzzword. Um, it's a bit like innovation. Yeah. Everyone goes, yeah, we've got to have innovation, but, you know, what does it really mean? What does it actually look like? So um, I think, first of all, you've got to recognize the value in, in trust and what it brings. So if you get it right um, and you build it, it unlocks a lot of value for, for you, again, as it's a team, as it's an organisation, um, because it reduces frictions. Um, you know, you think about those situations where you've been in environments where you don't trust other people, then you're going to hold back. You're not going to put yourself out there. You won't put in that extra discretionary effort. Um, it's unlikely that you'll be innovative and creative together because you're worrying about certain things um, that they might run off with the idea, for example. And all in all, um, you're not unlocking the full potential of the team. So so that's really what, what trust um, brings. There's, there's three foundations, I think, that have to be in place when we join trust with collaboration. So one, you've got to have people with the right mindset and skills. Mm. And I've just talked about that shift from you know, the hierarchies to working as equals, and you've got to realise there's a, there's a different playing field there. Um, number two is creating a positive and psychologically safe environment in which the people can interact. And uh, again, we've, we've just talked a little bit about that as well. And thirdly, you've got to have a clear and common purpose. So why are we all working on this together? Does it make sense for us? But it's that second one, the creating the positive and psychologically safe working environment that's going to draw the best out of your people. And if I just back up a little bit, um, the key fears that come out um, in that equation, so if you ask people, you know, why why doesn't this feel psychologically safe? Why aren't I willing to, to trust other people and, and give it my best? Um, you, have, uh, you, you might be able to check these off. Um, they might be saying, why don't I like or trust the other people I'm working with? Um, I might be fearful that I'll contribute a lot and someone else will take all the credit. Um, I feel like there's hidden agendas and I'm not really sure what's going on. Mm. Um, there might be little work cliques or groups or marginalisation. Um, you even find in board situations, you know, new, new board members may be um, a little bit shut out of, of some existing conversations. Uh, some people were fearful of appearing weak. You know, just that idea of saying, you know, I don't know all about this, um, I'm not sure, or I'll need to find out, and so on. There's a whole range of fears that, that sort of lead into people not um, feeling psychologically safe. Right, right. Um, and, and obviously, you've touched on that there. And But, you know, obviously, sometimes organizations do have the best of intentions, I think, and sometimes people do try to implement these elements. I'm, I'm curious to know what would happen is, you know, there's a misunderstanding around building trust and collaboration. You know, what are some of the unintended consequences? Or what can go wrong, even if you try to implement these things in your organization? Yeah, I think what can go wrong is you've got to have everyone on the same page here. And that's why like, collaboration is hard. There's no escaping the fact that it's hard because on the one hand, you're working towards a common goal. Again, whether this is uh, working within your team towards a team goal or working across your organisation on a project towards yeah. a goal or with external stakeholders towards a, a goal, it's all the same thing. You've got that common goal and you have to be aligned around that. But 
on top of that, um, you the individuals participating in that collaboration all have their own individual goals they're trying to meet at the same time. Uh, so it becomes a very complicated balancing act. Um, and that, that's what collaboration is hard, but at the same time, if you work at it and get it right, and building trust is a key part of that whole equation, then the amount of value you can unlock out outside is, is enormous. But it does take um, a lot of building and, and maintenance of, of that that strong collaborative relationship to to realise that value. Right, and if, and I guess ultimately within an organisation, another thing that you know came to mind is obviously when you're trying to push new initiatives and you're trying to change behaviours and build trust and then build collaboration. You know, sometimes you need to show people what that might look like. So I was wondering, are there any sort of evidence-based ways that you can sort of put it out, you know, any way to benchmark that this is working? Uh, there's certainly, yeah, the, the best way to do it is um, to build some metrics and measurements around it. Yeah. So quite often we are aware of you know, this common goal we're working towards. Some, you know, sometimes we spend time putting measurements around that. Um, and then you've got to create milestones along the way. Just like any any process. However, is is the the difference, or, or I don't know if it's the catch, but it requires a bit of deeper thought. Quite often, we're very focused on very quantitative and technical metrics. Yeah. Um, it's very important to to build metrics around behaviours um, in, in that uh, success uh, you know, measures that you're creating, because it's the behaviours that are really going to support the creation of those metrics. Now, I, I would say. Um, a lot of the time, uh, people just focus purely on, on technical things, and then there's this big gap. You know, what is it that's going to get there? Yeah. Um, I think I think it's why collaboration is still regarded as a very abstract concept by some people because you've got this big purpose, and then you you sort of say, oh, okay, well, how do we bridge what we actually do day to day with that big purpose or outcome? And um, just to, I guess, the final part of that question is the best way to build this up and to make it work is for the people involved to to build that system. So not only agree on what the, the technical um, goals are they're, they're aiming at, but also on the behaviours that are going to support those technical goals. And once you, if they're creating it, that'll increase the sense of buy-in and it also gives the team their own, you know, set of informal rules um, that they're all pretty much on board with because they've, they've created it. And, and that will support the whole collaborative process. Right, right. Excellent. Well, you know, we've come down to the end, uh, so hopefully this is not too painful. Uh, and just, I guess, final question, you know, what advice do you have for risk and compliance professionals, you know, who are trying to work around this trust and collaboration space and creating those psychologically safe environments? Yes, it's not a not an easy, quick answer, but I'll give it my best shot. Um, <laughs> I think there's, there's three key things. One is, firstly, you have to acknowledge the value and importance of collaboration and, and trust in that process. Unless you can get your, like a senior, influential people within your team or organisation to, to value that or acknowledge that, you're going to struggle to, to create any, I guess, meaningful systemic change within your organisation. Number two is, is create a plan around it. So a lot of this is around understanding how, how do we do that basic mindset shift piece from a command and control mindset to the, the one that is about engaging, influencing and empowering. Mm-hmm. And then in building the three foundations I mentioned before, which is around your people, the positive psychologically safe environment and, and a clear purpose, um, I found there's seven factors that, that build that up and uh, a lot of the work I do is around those seven factors um, in terms of trust, you know, a couple of the key things here 
are really just about creating stronger bonds. Um, So that can be about asking better questions. You know, the old favourite is don't ask closed questions, ask open questions. But also to extend um, into, I guess, beyond facts, but into, you know, how people feeling about these issues and, and what implications is it causing rather than sticking to very factual discussions. Right. Um, there's, el- there's elements of inclusiveness and in how you use language to create inclusive conversations. Um, there's also the piece around uh, actually policing the behaviours because you can't let um, behaviours that aren't supporting this collaborative environment um, sort of break it down quickly. So you do have to sometimes have some hard conversations and be very strict about what's, what's in and what's out. So in a short space of time, I think that's a little snapshot, but there's uh, <laughs> clearly a lot more to it. And uh, yeah, uh, we can, can talk more about that at, a, at another time. Excellent. Thank you very much, Phil. And if anybody wants any more information about the work that Phil Preston does, there'll be a link uh, below this podcast. Thank you, Phil. Great. Thank you, Kwame. This podcast was a production of the Governance Risk and Compliance Institute and the music was produced by Rob Neary.